Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19? I'm sorry. Where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain, comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big basketball show. Coming to you from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, including a regional champion, Southern California, the home of the Los Angeles Lakers, the home of the Los Angeles Dodgers, starting their season tomorrow on opening day, and home of the UCLA Bruins. And the USC Trojans, who both made great runs in this tournament, and UCLA in particular, doing a tremendous job, an outstanding job, going from the first four all the way up to the final four with a win over Michigan in what has been a tr- an outstanding defensive effort. Um, that is where we left off with this tournament, but we'll tell you everything that happened between then and now as we now bring in our friend and our good, our good, our good friend and our guest, the man who's ready to break this all down as we as we get into our final four preview tonight here in the city. It's really good to, to do this. And once again, um, Chris and Syracuse ready to do it with us. It's Hello. been very um, well. Good to have you back, Chris. How, how are you tonight? I'm great, Dave. How are things out in the city of champions? If he was on TV like right now. If Bill Walton was on TV, be loving this. Oh yeah, I know. You asked me yesterday, like, what galaxy is he in? It's such a great question. I don't know. <laughs> Good for him, though. I mean, he's been touting his conference for ye- for, you know, forever, basically. And the for, you know, and, and it's and then this time it's earned because they have just done marvelously in this NCAA tournament. And I should give a little shout out to Wayne Tinkle and Oregon state as well for making the elite for making yeah. the elite eight. Also, they didn't, they didn't get through this time or, or should I say, did they make it late? I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, they did. Cause they lost to Houston and um, it really has been quite a, quite a, uh, quite a run for the PAC 12. Conversely, you look at the big 10, and they have fallen on their face. No Big Ten teams in the Final Four this year. And, uh, you know, let's just begin with the journey to this Final Four. And even we, let's go, we can go start, we can start by coming, we can start from the present and then work our way backwards. But let's just put that into, into context. So when this tournament began, the Big Ten was known as the de facto conference, the best conference in college basketball. And I don't think anyone was making an argument about it. Their performance in the tournament has been very subpar. I, I think it's I think Michigan played very well. I'm not gonna they're not part of this discussion. I'm just saying like they're shorthanded, they needed livers, they didn't have them, and as you were saying yesterday, it cost them. But with considering that they didn't play with them the entire tournament, I mean that's a pretty good run. Everybody else in the Big Ten, 
I mean, we're talking huge hand wave from Illinois on down. So uh, your thoughts as we, you know, your initial takeaways before we get into the meat of this uh, as to what each of these conferences have done. ACC's not in it either. That's what's, that's just as big a surprise. But your thoughts as we begin our program tonight. Well, I didn't know if we, if I thought or anybody thought maybe that the ACC had a team capable of getting in there, but still underwhelming for the ACC. I mean, I mean, he had the fun run with Syracuse. Uh, came up against Houston, which would I, I knew was going to be a going to be an issue. Uh, Houston just too good defensively. Giroux is. Giroux is, is turning in two of the better defensive performances in the tournament I've seen in a long time. So he shut down two of the hottest kids in the country in Buddy Beheim and then Ethan Thompson for uh, Oregon State to get there. He's wearing, you know, he was like a second skin on him. They, they had no room to move, no room to shoot, and they were both clearly frustrated not getting their regular open shots. So, uh, Giroux is a big reason, and Houston's defense overall and their rebounding, especially on the offensive end, so many second-chance opportunities in these games for Houston. Uh, I mean, good job out of them. But if you want to – if we're talking about the ACC, you know, Florida State might have been the only team with an outside chance. And even then I would have said maybe – six weeks ago a month to six weeks ago that the odds were better because that's when they that's they i think they you know you got to peak at the right time you got to peak now in late march and april early april to win this thing and i think florida state's peak was six weeks ago uh you know underwhelming performance by uh north carolina obviously that was was a little sad because you know, you're getting, you're getting knocked out by a Big Ten team that I was not. I was never a big fan of Wisconsin most of the year. Me uh, I thought they were. Yeah. I thought they were. They were underwhelming, and uh, they were below expect what they were expected to do coming in. And that's in the middle of a a year where the conference had big expectations. But I mean, I, I think you're. You hit the nail on the head with Michigan. They needed livers. You can't do this without your best player. Then uh, they made a decent run, but you could you could see that see that coming. This not the didn't have the firepower, and he's so he's so good at making decisions with the ball in his hand. What what needs to be done? Do I need to put it on the floor? Do I need to get to get my own shot? Can I shoot it for? Can I shoot it now? Am I open? Uh, Where's the, you know, are they, if they're coming to me, where's the other guys? Uh, he's the guy you want to play through every possession. And you don't have that. I don't think you're, I think you're very, your, uh, your ceiling's very limited. I think if you want to talk, talk about big, uh, big disappointments, obviously it's Illinois. Trendy pick. They look good in the, they looked good most of the year. They had two stud players and Asumu and Coburn and some other nice pieces. Uh, trendy pick won the big 10 tournament, which was, you know, feather in their cap, but you know, that fell flat on their face and the rest, I, I don't know. 
maybe you could have said, I thought Purdue was playing well and had an outside chance. And then, well, maybe if they let them play every, maybe if they let them play every game at home, you know. And, <laughs> and That's why I'm surprised you had them go so, as, you know, I'm a little surprised. Oh. Yeah, they let them play right there at home. Oh, I see <laughs> what you mean, because they kind of were at home. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's pretty close, yeah. But we, we talked last night, Maryland, Rikers. That's not, no, those aren't realistic. Right. You wouldn't, I mean, obviously, when you have 11 seeds, 12 seeds running as far as they did, you know, maybe you could think any, anyone's got a chance. But I don't think anyone was clamoring that those were the big 10 teams that were going to, that were going to, you know, take the bull by the horns and go in. Yeah. Uh, big 12. Uh, you know, obviously they still have Baylor going, mm-hmm. so that's that's a feather in their cap. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, an interesting question. Like, what? Where would you? What if you could? I don't know what letter grades, but if you could give them a rating, like, what would you rate the Big 12's performance on the whole? Uh, I don't know, maybe a B. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I don't think it's like it's not poor. They got a no. team to the final four and then yeah. some. I think Baylor could make it to the championship game, so um they really should, to be honest. In my estimation, the way they've been playing, I, I think they look great. You got They definitely rounding back into something mm-hmm. where they look like they were a few months ago, before their COVID pause, yeah. before they all look and mm-hmm. you know, before before that happened uh you know uh a lot of people were on oklahoma state i just think they too many tough games and then too you know they needed too much magic and i I really wasn't surprised that they didn't put together a huge run yeah i i am surprised they didn't because i but i think it's really more on myself i think i just overvalued them i really i just think I think my a realistic projection would have been in the Sweet 16, let's say, and that would have felt about right. But they didn't even get that far. I think that just is more of a tip of the cap to Oregon State than anything else because they snipped them out. I mean, like you said, they you, you they needed too much cunning and magic, and it didn't come. So there's only so much in the well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he had some great games leading up to oh. that. They really. Oh, did. absolutely. Yeah. So, no, no shame in that. I mean, it's just a matter of our perception being a little bit too much, I think, with them. I mean, now, at least I didn't pick them to go to the Final Four. I didn't do that. But I'm sure you might have had a handful of people do that because they kind of felt. Yeah. You're you're talking about one of the probably going to be the number, maybe one of the top two picks. It's going to be, you got to figure it's Cunningham and Mobley. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mobley would be right behind him. Yeah, absolutely. One, two, two, one, however, however that pans out, mm, yeah. so, you know, he's one of the best players in the nation. Yeah. Of course we saw the top, what the top scorer in the nation can do when, when things fall right. Mm, yeah. So, uh, a miss from Oral Roberts and hats off and big round of applause. 100%. They had a great year. It's an incredible job. It was just fantastic. Like, there's a, I think I just take out take out of this a lot of positivity. Like, 
Arkansas had a good run. I mean, I was a little overzealous taking them to make the Final Four, but they got close. You know, they got to the uh, they got to the Sweet Sixteen. No, they got to they got to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, yep. Yep. Lost to Baylor. They fought. The, they were the best team in the SEC. Probably the second best team in the yeah. SEC. I was you almost caught you. There. I was going to say Bama was the best team. Bama. Yeah, but Bama to me always seems streaky. Mm. You, you know. Well, let me ask and, you this. But they battled. Uh, they that was some battle. That was a great game between Alabama and UCLA. That's great game. Great overtime. game with the over until overtime, yeah. and then the Bruins just took the game over without without uh. I think they yeah, had twenty four points in overtime. UCLA, yes, they did, and that is... was without uh, who fouled out there. Not Hawkes. Hawkes was still the other guy in the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other kid, the other guard, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Mike, the other kid, the other kid. Um, the story of the tournament certainly when it comes to uh, UCLA and Alabama in what was just a fantastic game. That was in the Sweet 16 round. Um, 23 points in overtime. I was off by a point. But the UCLA had a big lead at halftime. They did almost blow the game. Bama had this game after the fact, too. They did. But then their big player, uh, who was it, John Petty? Or was the player of the the I don't forget. What the, yeah. Yeah. But the two free throws he missed. Oh, that that's a killer. No, no, that that, that wasn't Petty at the line. That was Herb Jones. Those, oh, Jones. Okay, Herb okay. It was Jones. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Those Herb Jones and those were just two monumental bricks. Yeah, yeah. That changed the whole course of things. Yeah. And of course it was redemption because I think I think uh Mick Cronin made a boo boo there. We talked about that. Yes. Should have fouled. Um, yeah, he had to. He had to fell up three with less hate, than ten seconds. That's to part, me, of, part of me. Part of me hates that because as a fan, I want to see at least the last shot go up. <laughs> but I mean, as a basketball guy, it's like it's the obvious thing to do, right? Yeah, it, it's the. You, it's you such a logical move. You can't, can't lose with if you're up three and they're shooting two at the line. You can't lose right there. You, no. Well, not not in, not in that spot, because then man, then they you get the ball back, and you got to make your free throws and so on. But it it right. just improves your chances a lot more. It's like it's funny that it took this long to do it. Unless they're going to miss on purpose and get the tip in off the offensive rebound on the on the foul shot, and the odds of that are very 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 low. low. Yeah. And if, and if you're worried about that, you need to have a talk with your two guys on the block <laughs> about what's yeah. going here. No, you're right though. Corona missed that. I mean, he's coached very well this entire year, but that was a miss. And but somehow they got through that because they just took over in the overtime. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was, you know they could have gone two. They could have gone one of two ways there. Yeah. That could have that could have been killer if if you let it. That big shot at the oh. end. Yeah, because you know in a lot of cases when someone does that, they tie the game late, and you had the game. You you let go of it in overtime, so. If this is one of those moments where it doesn't do. It's got to get in your head a little bit. Yeah, You're certainly. Seconds away from moving on, and now we're That's now we're it. fighting for our lives again. That says a lot about the spirit of the Bruins 
And I'm yeah. certainly not a Bruin fan, although I can see I'm wearing a shirt employer. tonight. <laughs> well, they're my employer too, so I, I can't be completely anti UCLA here. But um, but it is cool. It, it was cool to see that game, and they took over in the overtime as we, met, we talked about. So that says a lot, you know, to have that ability to overcome losing the game on a tying shot and still take over the overtime. I mean, that really does say a lot. A lot of teams would have crumbled in that scenario, but they were the opposite of that. And they showed some grit and gut in the in the game last night because that was that was more of a rock fight than anything. Yeah, that was a defensive. That 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 was that wasn't very pretty. Nah. The score's misleading. Like it, it really was a, it really was an ugly kind of a game. You know, a lot of turnovers, yeah. <laughs> turnovers, yeah. block shots, some bricks. Just yeah. you know. Speaking of bricks, you know, you talk about the Herb Jones and those two missed foul shots. That was just a microcosm of the whole thing. Because how many foul shots did Alabama miss? I'm going to look that up. Yeah right now because it was it was a lot it, it cost the game third amount for a team that supposedly shoots as well as they do right it's not That's like a- kentucky where you expect them to miss those free throws they had been very good at the free throw line during the season so it was kind of the moment taking over their psyche and that's what the tournament does it'll make people very human if you aren't built for the moment but there's no way to tell whether kids like that will be built for the moment. But okay, just... they shot they they shot eleven for twenty five from the foul strike, forty four percent in that game. Yeah, that's atrocious. Yeah, UCLA is rough. What? But it's... UCLA UCLA twenty for twenty five. Okay, hey, good job officials. They both got to the line twenty five times. Uh, just uh, the Bruins made nine more. That's nine extra points, and they won by ten. So yeah. do the, do that. Yeah, it kills you. It kills you. You know, I know. Maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes free throws are overrated. But when you're known for making free throws and you don't, then that clearly indicates that the moment maybe was too big for these guys. And you know, what can you do at that point? You know, you can't control that. It's not like Alabama has a huge history of Final Four runs either. It's right. been a while. Well, uh, that was another thing. How long some of these teams have been without a, an Elite Eight or a Final Four appearance? Yeah, yeah that's right. Not, these are not your uh, usual suspects. Mm. A lot of drop busting. You know, Baylor makes their first Final Four since 1950. Yeah, Gonzaga, as you corrected me during the week, did make a Final Four in 2017 and then lost an extremely ugly game in the championship. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll forgive somebody if they want to put that national title game out of their head. Cause it, <laughs> it was rough. I'm sitting, at, sitting at Tully's with Brian and a couple of his friends, and it was just like – it was hard to like pay attention to the game. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think I remember that. I remember not <laughs> – not being that totally invested in the game. It really was not fun. You know, like that was probably the ugliest game since the game between Butler and UConn. Do you remember that one? And I think that was 2011. Yeah, at least they had like the juice at the, you know, towards the end. Oh, because it was close, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
It was a tough game to watch, I mean, though. Like nobody shot over forty percent. Like it was. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. But when when a game struggles to get out of the forties, I mean, I like defense and rebounding as much as the next guy. But when a game's struggling to get up, to get to fifty for each side, that's that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be tough to watch that. Yeah, regularly, certainly. Um, so that brings us to the present. So drop busting, yeah. So. You also had, um, it was Houston making their first Final Four since the Fly Slamma Jamma era, and and it's just interesting that I learned basically this month that they made three straight Final Fours. Everybody knows '83 because of the Lorenzo Charles moment, but they made another Final Four after that, and they made one the year before that too. So this was a truly great team, and they just kept being great the entire run. That when when they had you know Akeem Olajuwon and and Clyde Drexler. So that was cool. That's cool to see that they're back into that scenario. Not nearly as talented, I'll say, but but certainly their defense is great. Oh yeah, they're getting it done. I think I think coaching is a is a big deal there. I think Calvin Stampson's doing a fine job there. And he's a fine coach. Uh, yeah. He's just rode to get to where he is right now, took a little bit of a detour in the winding path when he got got cut loose from uh uh, Indiana would go with that. Do you think that Indiana team. has some remorse over that now? Because look what they've been since then. <sighs> Man, I, I know what you're saying, and some of it I I can totally see. But you know what? I I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, I would have guessed that Archie Miller would have had more success than he than he did. That's mm. um, just a little probably disappointing disappointment there and a whole different topic for another time but look at these coaches on the move for sure uh what sure. we touched on it last time with Kristoviak, Kristoviak uh right. being let go by utah craig smith uh, the uh utah the utah state coach now in at utah so the carousel is the carousel is rolling it's spinning around and mm-hmm. we had the I thought I thought the shocker to me was Shaka Smart leaving Texas. Um, something Dang. when he seemed like he finally was getting the traction and the wow. team that team together. And no, no, we're gonna go. We're gonna go up north to Marquette. <laughs> Just in the bad, in the bad. Oh, no, it's a good job, good actually. Job. Yeah, good conference, good job. But yeah. I don't think it's Texas in the Big Twelve. Right, right. Uh, let's continue our drought buster scenario. So UCLA making their first Final Four since would it be two thousand eight or is it two thousand six? I'm trying to remember because they had a that run where they made three straight Final Fours. That was two thousand five. Oh wow! If I remember what they said correctly, two thousand five somewhere in there. That's too long for for the UCLA Bruins basketball royalty. <laughs> They should be in the. They should automatically be in the final four every year. <laughs> you think that's a joke? That's not a joke. I think no, you no, would no, say no, that. that. I could. I, you could. You could see him that coming out of his mouth. There's no question. <laughs> I. I just wanted they because they made such a big deal out of Houston and Baylor, but they didn't really talk. They didn't really talk about UCLA. That's a long time since the final four. It really is like. It was a first. First of all, it was a first Elite Eight appearance since two thousand eight. 
So that in and of itself was quite wild. No, actually, it was 2008. I was right. Okay. Because they had a... They had, so it was like, I think it was 05, 06... No, wait. I mean, I have that wrong. But it was either 06, 07, and 08 because one of them was against Florida. Remember that? Like the yeah. year when they made the title game? Yeah. And Florida was on a roll back then. Like they had like two... Oh, that, that was the Billy Donovan heyday. Yeah, yeah. Was it uh, Joachim Noah... And yeah, then, yeah. They went back to back, right? Florida. Thought so. Yeah, there was a stay insane run because it was like they went back to back, and then the football team like won one too. If you remember, they won like a national championship. So Florida was, was on. Uh, was they had when the Tebow era? Was that the team? I don't Tebow know. That That's interesting. I I thought so, but I thought maybe Tebow was right after that. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. That's such an interesting call. I I don't actually remember. No, he, it was it was the team Tibor. Yeah, they won the championships. In, oh, yeah, two times, two thousand six and two thousand eight. That's a football team. Yeah. So that yeah. was Tebow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, nobody was billing him back. Nobody was beating him back then. But uh, good stuff. Yeah. So Florida really. Steelers couldn't beat them in the playoffs. It's... I'm not. L- let's not get into that. That is outside the boundary of what we're talking about. 2006 to 2000. That was not 2008. That was two, that was a lot later. So <laughs> that's a moment in time that everybody forgot now because they wound up being useless after that game. So let's. And then they got Peyton Manning. So uh, no one's gonna remember that now. So it seems like a good spot to bury it. <laughs> so. Uh, um, so yeah, UCLA going back for the first time since 2008 with a team that honestly isn't really that different from <laughs> what Ben Allen was sending over to those Final Fours back in his day. Very tough-minded, strong-nosed defensive team. I think the difference is that they can be a little more inventive offensively and they're more of a threat to shoot from the outside too. So I like that. They did have Kevin Love during that run though, I believe. Right, yeah. So they don't have the um, same kind of interior presence, no. But... But the guard play is terrific. And yeah. so that's a good that's a team that has arrived and they arrived very quickly because I don't think anyone expected them to beat Michigan State and that was the first game they played almost a month like over a month ago, it feels like now. It wasn't over a month ago, but it was it felt like it. I think I I was one of them, but I think I invested too much in the Tom Izzo part of it. Mm. Yeah. Tom Izzo and March part of it, which isn't as full. It's fair. It's a fair thing to do. Everybody was saying the same thing. It is, but, you know, that's not maybe as foolproof as anybody thinks that you remember before Oral Roberts. Oh, yeah. The last 15 seed. Or, you know, the last. Who was that? Moorhead State that beat him? I'm trying to remember. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, yeah, that's right. And everyone, everyone up here, you know, or people think that say that you know, the team up here was the big beneficiary of that because they got the they didn't have to face. This was said, stated. Uh, you know, I, I've I, I've heard that comment before. Yeah, it's probably right though. I think it, it's well, only played a role, well, right? Well, who, would you, who would you rather face in the tournament? Exactly, like two seeded Michigan State. More fifteen seated Blue Raider team. Exactly, exactly. It's pretty I mean, easy. 
and, and don't and, and you would be lying if you were a college basketball fan and you didn't want that break in the in the tournament because it's a winner it's a single elimination scenario so if you have a we're chance not building, to... we're not we're not building resumes we need six wins in a row no matter how yes how it wins too you do what you take what you can get so i don't think anybody should apologize for that so so there there you have it with ucla i i let's go back to gonzaga making their first run their first appearance since 2017 we mentioned it this team is certainly a lot better than any team they sent up to this point. It's the best team they've had in the entire Mark Few run going back a good two decades. Yeah, I mean, it's all... The college has seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people can, like Tommy, can complain about the fact that that all the games have been blowouts and it's like, ah, this is, this is boring, blah, blah, blah. But every dominant team does that. Like, they... Just trash everybody. I'm out. People got to make up their goddamn minds sometimes because they complain when there's a dominant team that's blowing everybody out. And then when there's not a dominant team that's not blowing everybody out, they complain that college basketball is no good because there's no great team. Right, right. Yeah, make up your mind. I made the exact same point on the board today. The exact same point. I said every great dominant team in the history of college basketball has had runs like that. They just just trash everybody in their path. And it's like I think this is a great opportunity to appreciate how great Gonzaga truly is. They are if they're not trashing teams, are they really a great team? (laughs) Right. It just you can't win. It's like either either they're trashing teams or they (laughs) or they're um or they're not trashing teams, and then everybody's oh well, they're not that good. It's not. It's a down year for college basketball. You can't win. You can't win. So do you want to have a couple great teams every year, or do you want mm-hmm. chaos and parity? I mean, yeah, I'm fine with either. You know, you can you can mix it up because we get, you know, every year's different. But it seems like nobody's ever happy with what they get. Yeah, there's always going to be complaints one way or the other. So I'm just saying, let's enjoy this. Like, I think they took down a really pesky USC team in the Elite Eight with two really good players. Evan, well, actually three, if you if you consider Edie. Isaiah Mobley, Evan Mobley, and then Edie. Tyler Edie. And, and they just humiliated USC in their Elite Eight matchup. And I mean, it, it was over from one nothing. It, it, Gonzaga scored, and that was it. Yeah, the ball game was over. No, they were never. They were never in it. To be honest, like maybe they kind of got it close. Maybe need, like like eleven, but no, it was just too much. Like they could not get anything inside. Like that was the bottom line. Like like uh, Timmy had a day. He was not yeah. letting anybody score on him on that night. So. Oh, the defense, the rebounding, his touch around the rim—he can, he finishes everything. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's whether he's slamming it, whether he's rolling it off of his fingers, or whether he's you know laying it up and in off the board, mm. he's definitely got the touch around that. That might be—you uh, you can't even say that. You know, you know most of Gonzaga's great teams. You know, you talk about their guards, but they've had they've had big guys, right? You know, your Sabonis. Yeah, and uh, but your Kelly Olynyk. Yes, they're 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 they've been really really solid in the with their with their bigs. 
For so some of those guys, especially like Sabonis, it's more they've been more of a skilled big guy. Hmm. The big guy who can who can shoot from the outside, that kind of mm-hmm. like like a Wagner, like one of the Wagner brothers mm-hmm. from Michigan, that that type of deal. But Timmy's inside and, and you know what? They're doing the thing is they don't need everybody. They have so many options. Mm-hmm. Suggs, Suggs is a he's got to be a top five pick, right? There's no he's got to be he's got he's got to be right up there with Cunningham and Mobley, right? I would I, I, I would agree with that. He's played very well this year, and the and I also want to give a shout out to Jay Ajayi, who was also there before Suggs got there, I believe. And so that backcourt in general is just a difference to me. Like they've always had the bigs. They never had that in the backcourt. They've had guys who can really slash the paint and create their own shot. Really, really tough players to beat. So, I, and even even you know, Ayai and uh, Nebhart, who was a transfer, he transferred from uh, an SEC from Florida, I think he uh-huh. came from. But I mean, they're good swing guys. They're yeah. good wing wing guards. Uh, and then you got a guy like Kispert. I, I'm looking at the box score. I was like, where was Kispert the other night? He didn't, yeah, he had 18 points, and he almost didn't. I almost didn't even notice him. I think he struggled a little bit in one or two of the games. And thing is, it's it's not like it's not like an Oklahoma State where you're so reliant on the one superstar. Mm-hmm. You have so many options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I have a hard time believing that any any team left is gonna is gonna hang with them. I agree. I I think it would be a real surprise if any team came. Is the word is the number ten or is it fifteen? What do you think? Like uh, maybe ten might be a little too small, but we could split the difference. Say thirteen. I for what? Well, like for Gonzaga, like is anyone gonna be within thirteen points of them the rest of the way? Uh, well, the guys out in the desert are saying. 14-ish. 14 and a half, I saw at one point. Yeah. I, saw four, I saw 14 today. Yeah. I mean, and that is the biggest... They're usually pretty close. Yeah. I was going to also add that that's the biggest point spread for any team in the Final Four in a long time. We're talking like two decades. I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah. But I also believe yeah, that they'll cover it. I, I think it's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to think of maybe like I don't know how big of an underdog maybe George Mason. Like even then, even there you were going sixteen years ago, right? That was yeah, that's five. way past. So, yeah, two thousand six, I think it was five or six. Yeah, five yeah. or six. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, heck of a run too. Um, and so UCLA is kind of on that same tangent. I mean, that or in that same. Um, Parallel, I think, is the word with uh, George Mason, kind of that kind of a run. Although, just because you're coming from a, uh, a yeah, I was gonna, yeah, exactly. Like, it's hard to make that comparison. Yeah, I I think that's a very, very good point. I just, I was just on my way saying that too. Like, and I I would argue Oregon State's probably a closer comparison to a, a George Mason because. They had to win their conference tournament, just like George Mason True. probably True. had to win their conference tournament. True. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. 
That's totally fair. And, and it's funny with, yeah, because, with because if Oregon, if Oregon State didn't win their conference tournament, they would have been yeah. They probably have been battling Memphis on Sunday. <laughs> and do they win that game? I don't know. Memphis was looking really good uh, in the NIT. Memphis played and playing awful well. Yeah. Finished the year awful well. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting though. Oregon State, if they had not won that game against UCLA over a month ago, down a whole lot of points at halftime. If they don't win that single game, we're not even talking about Tennessee getting beat out by Oregon State. We're talking about Tennessee getting beat up by somebody else. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, but but you know what I mean. Like, just take the other team. Yeah, one way or another, I think that that would have happened. So, but Oklahoma State and not in an elite eight in that scenario. If not for, I mean, Oregon State. If not for that, so you got to give a lot of credit to Wayne Tinkle here and his crew. Just a really tough, hard-nosed team. And but I mean, but then compared to UCLA, what did they? How many games did they lose going into it? Five in a row, right? Yeah. Something oh, you like UCLA? That. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it was, it was definitely at least four. I remember four, but I think there was a fifth. Yeah. So yeah, and then after tournament, who would have get? It's just if you ask somebody on the day after they lost to Oregon State, you know in the Pac-12 tournament. What do you, how far do you think they get in the tournament? Now, number one, they're like, do they get, are they getting in the tournament? What do you think? Are you kidding me? Are you getting in? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you even making the tournament? That's the first question that the other guy would ask. And then if you told them they make the final four, they would have dropped something because they were like, you, you can't, you are just make, you are bullshitting me. You are making that up. There's no way that they make the final four after that, but they did. Here we are. So it's just incredible how much you can grow in only a few weeks. Wonder what the odds were on that. That's a yeah. You know, we might have an answer to that because I know that Gonzaga was like minus two eighty for their their regional. What would Michigan have been like plus two hundred? So if they're plus two hundred, what would UCLA have been, dude? That's just odds to win. Is it the was it the Midwest East? The East, okay, East regional. I see. This is why I wish I screen cap all these. I had screen cap these. Yeah. Right. I would love to have seen that. Um. But I think I have it. I think I have it. So Michigan actually was was giving one twenty five. So minus really? one twenty five. So it's like one to one point two. That's their. Those were their odds. So actually, were really good. And uh, they were close. They almost did it. But Alabama was plus three ninety, which I think a lot of people would have taken. I think I would have taken that. Um, Texas was plus 500, so 5 to 1. Colorado, ridiculously, was 7.5 to 1. Why? I don't know. Um, I don't think that's ridiculous. Okay. Well, you know, if Michigan had lost early, it probably opens it up for them. So maybe. But it's just that their offense was so bad, you know? Like, yeah. The Georgetown game is incredibly misleading. Like, they, I'd never seen them score like that the rest of the year. Like I had no feel for that guy. I could not have expected that. Was that was probably all my doing? Oh yeah. Um, like, how are these teams going to get the one thirty eight? What, what path do these two squads? <laughs> I did tell you though what the path was though. I said there is a way for them to do it. It just would take some stuff that you just couldn't believe, which happened, you know. But but you're right. It's like 
it would I mean, have been impossible to today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what were the odds of that actually happening? And they were really low. That's the, that's the truth. Well, if their guards hit all their threes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah, but when's that happen? Exactly. Exactly. You're like, what are the chances that they literally hit every single three? It was exponentially low. So and they really beat down on a team that was actually playing fairly well leading in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But maybe that was it. It was just that Georgetown just simply ran out of gas. They played so hard. They wanted this so badly. Too trendy of a pick, too. Yeah, you know. everybody was on it. That's why they didn't like. And then Winthrop, too. I'm like, oh, my God. Now everybody's on Winthrop. And it's like, ah, oh, no. So Sometimes those kind of mid-major teams are, are hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, you know what's going to happen. You just don't know which team's going to do it. So it happened to be Oral Roberts this year, right? And then. Right. But you never know who that team is. Like, I thought maybe Colgate would be that team. Like, Colgate made just as much sense as Oral Roberts to make a run like that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they. And if, they beat, if they beat Arkansas and they were there, you know, they were close. They, they had a big first half lead, but that's. That's one of the. That's one of the. Uh, I forgot who did it. It was uh, all the ways to lose a tournament game for a Cinderella. <laughs> I think it was, it was just some esoteric thing. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Bill Simmons, and it was years ago mm-hmm. who did it. Basically, based on him rooting, you know, because his alma mater there had the – I think that's his alma Holy yeah. Cross had yeah. those tournament appearances, and they were in some of those games, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just kind of where it's like, okay, we have a lead and it's, and you know, the other team's better and it's slowly getting whittled away. And it's kind of like the inevitable's coming. Yeah. But Colgate was a legitimate team. But again, hard to, hard they to didn't tell. play, none of the Patriot League teams really played in non conference games. So it's hard to, again, hard to judge. Yeah. Yeah, I completely they, agree. They had knocked off some mid level SEC team or, you know, a Rutgers or I don't know, even even like Buffalo from the Mac, if they played them, that's a local, semi-local game for them. You would say, okay, you'd have something to judge it by. But this, I mean, and, and that's a product of this this year and this season too, yeah. I think. But that's that's a great segue that I'll get to in a moment. But just, just to close this out, UCLA was 36-1 to 1 to win – the East Regional this year. That is equal, however, to Michigan State, which I think a lot of people would who I think a lot of people would have taken Michigan State with that. No? You don't think so? I wouldn't I I wouldn't have given Michigan State any bigger of a chance to to win the region. I didn't think they were that good. Yeah. I, I would like because the moment good. that you figured that they would meet Michigan, you're like, no, they're not gonna beat Michigan. Like that's that's I kinda see that. But they beat Michigan at the end of the regular season, so mm, yeah. handled them pretty good. Oh, I must have but, had that backwards. I thought it was the other way, but okay. But still, you're thinking, eh, but then they'd have to get through this team and that team, and you know, it just seemed like a lot had to go right. And and ultimately, the same had had occurred with UCLA. Though in that run, they did handle a couple teams fairly easily, and this is similar to what you're talking about with Syracuse a few years ago where they got some breaks. They got a huge team to get a huge upset. If they had played Texas instead of Abilene Christian in the second round, 
we'd be talking about a very different scenario, I think. It would not have been as easy a game for them and, and so on and so forth. But that's what it takes. Like, if you're going to make a run like that, you need breaks. To me, to me that was the upset. Yeah. It was Abilene Christian. Yeah. Even more so than Oral Roberts because I saw Oral Roberts play and was kind of looking at them early in the season. Mm-hmm. Like December-ish. Well, the guy you watch, the Asmus is the guy you watch for. Like, he actually was looking pretty good, right? Like, I saw that too. I was watching some of that tournament, so. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they were, they really turned it on the Summit League tournament. And they, Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they were scoring the basketball all year. Uh, Most of their games, the total, you know, the totals in Vegas were in the 150s. Mm -hmm. Almost, almost without fail. Unless right. they were playing like UMKC or something. Right, right. Or Nebraska Omaha teams that just don't score at all. <laughs> like Loyola Chicago. Loyola um, Chicago. Yep. There was another trendy pick, but uh, they did they did decent. No, but you know what? You don't throw I, away You know, you this away. is a, but this is a different dynamic, you know? Like people now had expectations for them. But to be honest, they did all right. Like I, I really think that Number one, they did choke their last game. Let's let's be honest. I think they they played poorly, and I think the moment got to them. To be, they should have won that game. They choked, no doubt. But all in all, I thought they had a very nice year. And it's a little different when you have when you are the the favorite in some of these games. But they pulled through. I mean, to start with you know, Georgia Tech, we talked about that in the last program, and then they went on. They just kept going, and they had the, that huge upset over Illinois. And losing to Oregon State sucks, but, you know, like if you make some free throws even, forget the threes, if you just make some free throws, you probably are in that game longer. I mean, they really it – it's, it's hard to rebound from a 16-point half. Yeah, 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 yeah. They gave it a good run, but no, that's just, that's just too much. Yeah, I agree with that. So, But you're, but you're right. After a couple of years ago, no – you know, they're not going to sneak up on anybody. No, no. So they are starting to transition into the Gonzaga role where Gonzaga no longer is the Cinderella team. And now they're becoming a favorite. Um, now I don't know if they're going to get as far as Gonzaga, but no, no you got to do it to, to do what Gonzaga's done and make that the kind of jump that Gonzaga's made. You got to do it year over year. Yeah, you yeah. need to dominate the Missouri Valley, you know, year in and year out, just as much as Gonzaga dominates the WCC year yeah. in and year out. They're not there yet, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they still got another, like, I don't know, 15 and, years of that to, to, to get and, on that level. And it never happened because, you know, is the coach going to stay there? No, exactly. He's, I mean, Hugh's personality is that is such that he loves that scenario and he's going to just milk it. I don't see Porter Moser doing that. I think he's going to move up. He's, it's it's going to be too much of a temptation. It's, yeah. All right, he's already a hot commodity. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So we'll see. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Just ask yeah. Archie Miller. <laughs> right. So we'll I, 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 I would have lost the bet on which Miller got fired first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. So uh, to the final four in earth, so we talked about these teams already. So the two games in question. 
It starts at 5.14 p.m. There is going to be a lot of time between games because they need to take extra time to sanitize the facilities, the court, the seats, and everything. So, I mean... They can't, they can't use... They can't use the other court? I it's was asking that question in the morning. I asked my friends that same question. I'm like, why don't you just split it into two courts and just move everybody over to the other court and use the other court? But it sounds like they want to use the full stadium configuration... I have no, uh, inf- you know, because they probably want to open it up so that more people can attend and so on. So, true. so I figure that's what it is. Good so, point. yeah. So it's fine. I mean, look, it, 90 minutes between games, like, yeah, that you're probably going to need to watch something else in the middle of that, you know, put on an episode of whatever you want to watch. Yeah. And, and see. something on demand. I don't know. Oh, sure. You could rewatch the second half of like both UCLA games leading up to this game. <laughs> It'd be good entertainment. Watch the Alabama game over again, and the, without the commercials, probably have a good yeah. filler for ninety games. To, and it's actually a good lead-in too, because like, you watch that, and it's like, oh, now UCLA gets to play Gonzaga, so that's like a good lead-in. Um, so that's the second game, UC, Gonzaga versus UCLA, where as we talked about, the largest point spread in the Final Four in a very long time. I should look up what the what the point spread was for George Mason too, but like you said, that's probably beyond the boundary that. I almost forgot who who did they who did they play in the final four. Let's see. Yeah. Let's go see that right now. I can have this trusty computer to help me figure that out. They must have played either Florida or UCLA, or maybe Florida played UCLA. I'm not sure. Let me see. Let's see. Uh, or not. Maybe they played someone else. <laughs> okay, so George Mason. Give me the final four though. Um, where is it? Okay, now I'm confused. I don't know where to find this, but but no, it, it totally happened. George Mason, well, LSU. They, they played Florida. They, they did play Florida. Florida. Okay, okay. So Florida, and I think Florida won't beat them fairly convincingly. It's 70, 73-58, yes. Yep. Okay, see, that's what I thought. I, see, I remember I said Florida or UCLA because I remember you, they played each other, so it's, it's, I assumed that they would be one of them. So I guess that's a decent guess. Okay, so now I, I seriously I wonder what the point spread of that game was. So <laughs> I will look into that late in a moment. But uh, to the first game, Baylor and Houston. I feel like Baylor should win this one. I think they would probably win this by ten plus points. But I don't rule out the the Cougars, and I'll tell you why. Because I think they're a very athletic group. We just outlined some of that when we started the show. And both teams are very good, can be very good at defense when they are sharp. So if they're both sharp, it's going to be a rock fight. So what are your take? Well, the the uglier it is, the more it lends itself to being a closed game and the better it's going to be for Houston, I think. Yeah, I think that's mean It doesn't mean that they're going to win because I think Baylor can play ugly too, as you just said. Oh, there's no doubt, yeah. but But I think if Baylor starts, you know, looking slick and polished and smooth on offense. It's going to be a, either a long night or a quick night, however you want to mm-hmm. want to put it for Houston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it could be over early depending on how that happens. I ha- and and I have no, no qualms guessing that Gonzaga is going to cover that 14-point spread. Oh, in the second game? Yeah. yeah. 
that I just have a very, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I'm happy for the juice. I would love to see UCLA fight and like make it a one possession game with a five, like four, you know, like under five minutes to go. I think that would be really interesting to me. And it would be a really good test of Gonzaga's medal. And it would really be, you know, we would really find out how they can manage in that situation. But it's just, it's just hard for me to do that because I feel like USC is just as pesky a team as UCLA. Gonzaga just humiliated them. Like, I don't see how they're going to do any worse with a team that has even less talent. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right, unless you're going on the whole, we got nothing to lose, we're the underdogs, that whole thing. Because, I mean, USC did have some expectations. but uh, No, it's fair. It's fair, because they were even favored in some of those games. Like, they were favored against Drake, and they won. Actually, I think they covered. So, so yeah. And they were favored against Oregon, did you know? I think they were favored by two. Um, yeah, two-point favorite. Yeah. So I had, that, I had that loser. Don't don't. <laughs> well, I did too, actually. But yeah, I just did yeah. that just because I'm like I'm just playing the calculation. I was not rooting for Oregon to win the game. I just was like, well, you know, it seems to make well, sense. Game, to do. Either, either side can win. We'll take the points. Yeah, exactly. It was going to be close. It wasn't close. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> close at all. And they absolutely just destroyed Oregon. Did you see USC? So, you know, I can't say anything but good things about that team. And Andy Enfield finally has arrived in a tournament level. And other than the FGCU, I mean, but with USC, you know, they've been decent. They've had good players, certainly. You know, and some of them are in the NBA right now. Uh, Melton, in particular, I think is in the NBA. I should check. But, but I to do that, to make, to, to win a few tournament games, I mean, I, I think that is very cool. And can they build off of it? I don't know. But I think that that is what we've been waiting for. Well, for what little USC fan base there is for basketball have been waiting for that moment. And and good for him. I think it, it, he'll be good unless really the only thing stopping Enfield at this point, because the bar is a lot lower at USC for basketball, is himself. Like maybe he just wants to move up and he wants to try something bigger. But uh, he's done tremendous. I, I can't really complain. Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you the point spread for the George Mason Florida game. You wouldn't believe it. Florida was only giving six. Really? Yeah. Can you believe that? I I I'm surprised. They were three seed, right? Yeah, they were. They were three seed going against an eleven seed. But yeah, yeah. I guess people just didn't think much of Florida. This might have been the first year of that whole run too. So I don't think they were really ready for Florida to dominate college basketball at that point in time. So this is before they won any of those titles. They won two, 2006 and 2008, and they were good in 2007 as well. But this is right at the beginning of that. So I think maybe the public wasn't ready for it yet. I think if it was a year later and they had already won a championship facing George Mason in the same situation, they'd be favored by 10+. plus. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I didn't think it'd be that low. I thought it'd be higher. Like 8, 9. No, it was 6. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. so yeah, um, any thoughts? So you talked about UCLA, what they'd have to do to beat Gonzaga, play like they are loose, like they've got nothing to lose. They're going to do that anyway, I think, but, um, I don't know what they're going to do defensively. That's my issue. It doesn't seem like they can match up with Timmy or anybody else down in the front court. So 
What do you think they can do to slow them down? Um, I I don't know. I don't know how you keep. It's <laughs> a good a- look. Honestly, that's a good answer. I don't know either. I I really don't. I don't know how they're gonna. I mean, they'd have to just shoot amazing from three point range. I guess that's the only thing I got. Hope that the zone can slow them down. Zones have been really bad against the Gonzaga offense this year. USC tried it and they got they just got torched. So yeah, they got tor- they got torched. And if you're and if you go zone and you force them to miss, then they're just going to get on the offensive glass, and that's exactly. you're yeah. going to be in a whole other problem. But believe me, I've seen both the the good part of a zone and the bad part of a zone. I sure Syracuse fan. You I, I think I've watched about as much zone defense as most people around. <laughs> You and I've Big Big West fans, because like everybody in the Big West plays zone two three. <laughs> it's because nobody can shoot in the Big West. Yeah, yeah, that is the truth. You can, what we're we're worried about off you know you're worried about people lighting it up from three in the Big West. No, it's the play like you said. Place offense goes to die. <laughs> it held exactly. it held true, man. It really did, and I and I liked and I liked the league, but yeah, but yeah. But we know they're, that offense is not the strength in the Big West, and it hasn't been. They're only on the MEAC. No, <laughs> they're not the MEAC. <laughs> Find somebody in that league who can make a basket. Yeah, that was that's rough. The, it's not a layup or a jam. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Was that the one? Was it MEAC? Yeah, I think it was. Like, where they couldn't score anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but God. I learned a lot about these conferences in conference tournament week. I really did. But I quickly picked up on Summit League. I was very happy with Summit League. It was a fun league to watch. I'm so happy. It was so much fun watching Summit League basketball. That was so cool. Um, and then I guess, who was it, the SoCon or the Southland or both was just as fun. The SWAC has no defense, which is why it was not surprising to see Texas Southern just get pounced on by Michigan. It was like, yeah, they're small and they don't defend. So it's like, how else was that going to end? Right, exactly. So, nothing, nothing new there. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's. I, I like how conferences they get their own little stereotype or mm-hmm. or get or their own little cliches. Yeah. Really quick. The Ivy, I, Ivy League, you know. Oh, we're just passing the ball around the outside and then shooting a three. That's. Yeah, bummer. Yeah, I'm looking for. I hope they can come back next year. I get you know they're a very smart conference, so I understand what they did. Like just taking their ball and going home. Like I understand. Like I don't, I don't fault them. They, they, it's like the only conference in sports, including the pros, that actually cares more about the academics than the sports. And I get it. I right. Get, it's completely fair. Pac-12 and Big Ten come pretty close to that, but they still care about the sports. Like it's clear. Like you see all these guys, you know, these NBA quality guys coming out of both of those conferences. So. They are not yep. indifferent to sports, so it's, they've tried to strike the balance, but certainly there's still interest in the sports element. And so we'll see. Yeah, but they all have identities, and the MAC was just the toughest one. I mean, we already went into that last week. I don't want to get into it again, but probably the easily the most disappointing conference because I was expecting like the football one. Like I just want all kinds of points, and you'd be making great plays. All the games would be close. Those they were just not fun. There was like one game that went to overtime, but other than that, it just was a very disappointing conference tournament to watch. 
Yeah, I agree. I think the I thought the Horizon League had more juice. My, oh yeah, absolutely. I think we Especially got into that got too to- last time. Like we thought Horizon League was just way up here when it came to the juice. Especially in their especially in their conference tournament, but mm-hmm. even aside from that, I thought they had a lot of juice. It was a little bit frustrating on the on the wagering end because it was hard to get a beat on some of those teams. There were some frustrating Friday nights. Oh sure, sure. Uh, but hey, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yep. So you don't foresee an upset. I think we've already established that we don't anticipate either side, like pulling the upset and it's just honestly not that outrageous to comment um but what do you look forward to as far well why don't we look ahead then let's assume that both upper seeds win what what would a gonzaga baylor game be like to you i think they played and i think gonzaga beat them right this year i'm checking i'm checking i need to make sure that no no they they tried they wanted to they tried oh they were going to and they didn't because of the COVID scenario that's right with baylor yeah yeah i guess it wasn't meant to be Mm -hmm. unless it happens monday then i guess it was meant to be yeah but i think i'm down to see it though that's i am too i'd be down to see houston as well i'm not ruling out houston to beat baylor in that game it doesn't have the like the media juice, like there's not as much cachet with that area, but I think I think Houston could do it. It's just that you well, still that, have that to. Be a, that would definitely be a feather in the cap of the American. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it already. I think this already is. So yeah, yeah. You know. No, they're they're good to go as far as that. The reputation is right there. Boom, in. They're good. Um. Yeah, so we'll see. I I think, but you said that Baylor against them, they probably there could be a game out of that, and I think so too. Normally, you see like, isn't it true that normally you see like one really good game out of these three, but you do see a lot of times where that that good game winds up being in the actual Final Four, not the championship game. But it would seem on paper that there's a better chance of the championship game being the really good game and these other two just being complete dogs. I would say what I'd give better odds on a Baylor Gonzaga game being better than either two of these. I think so. Yeah. I think talent wise, that's going to be your. It's undeniable. Talent wise, name brand recognition, all that Mm -hmm. is going to be. And that, and that does help that, you know, it's good for even after all the chaos that happened the first two days all year it was like well it's Gonzaga it's Gonzaga and Baylor and everybody else Gonzaga Baylor and everybody else then it was like Gonzaga Baylor and Michigan and everybody else and then (laughs) people started people started moving Baylor down and maybe moving you know like Illinois up to there and but when you know now that push has come to shove uh, we're getting down, and we might we might just get that. Yeah, we, that, after the chaos year, anything can happen, and then you end up with two one seeds for the championship. So go figure. Right. And it's the two one seeds that people were saying were on a, might have been on a collision course months ago. So yeah, why not? Let's, let's do it. So I'm gonna give you one last thing before we go, and it is this: it is 
this bracket I made up just for just to just for fun. I put it into one of into our some of our into one of our groups, and I call it. It's a it's a one of the it's like actually a little thing that some groups do. They put in a bird, which is just like an example, a, a sample bracket of certain types of bets. And the common one is called the no upset bracket bird, which is you pick every higher seed to advance in every game. The no bracket birder in my group is in first place. Really? So can you imagine like all this and the Oral Roberts and the North Texas and everything else? And they're beating and this thing is still beating everybody by eight points. <laughs> wow. And that's with the Michigan loss. If Michigan had won, they probably would be just oh, pulling yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, three ones and a two in the final four. And then the two that in question are just the teams that interestingly they did peg Gonzaga and Baylor. It's like because you know, if in a scenario where all four ones make it, well you got a one against a one. Who's winning? Well, they were oh, careful yeah. enough to determine that Gonzaga and Baylor were the two better teams, which you just said. And that's absolutely yeah. true. So they have them in the championship game as well. So if they both advance, then this no upset thing is going to win handily. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Strange as it might sound, as I always people would look at my brackets. I've won plenty a a group bracket group. Um, and people always say, "Well, you don't put you don't pick any upsets. Oh, it's all chalk. It's all this and that." Well, it's gotten me. You know, it's done well for me. And this year, it's like, yeah, this year I'm picking, and I picked like three 12 seeds. And... <laughs> yeah. It's just, go. it was a very good big learning moment for me. I'm like, if you can't get, like, like if you can't complete chaos in the final four this year, then to me, there's no argument to ever do it. Because I typically do what you do. I, I put a lot of chalk into the final four. I, it's like ones and twos, maybe a three once in a while. And if you- and if you pick an upset in the first round game, you just don't have that team going on to limit the damage. Yeah, to the game. that was the biggest flaw I had. You don't you don't put those teams in the Sweet Sixteen. That was the biggest flaw I had by a lot, because even if someone makes a Sweet Sixteen, it's counteracted by all your other attempts. UCSB, great example. You know, um, another great example I think was. Uh, Utah State. I think I had them. I might have had them advancing two rounds. Um, I did. I think I had Oregon State going too far. Is this mine? No, this is not mine. I need to go. Close. Hold on a sec. I'm going to show you. I'm going to go back to my bracket. But it's absolutely correct. Like, just don't don't pretend that every team's going to be Oral Roberts. And, like, make the make the Sweet Sixteen. Like, you just cannot do that because it's just. It's asking for trouble, and I got there, and the biggest culprit was Winthrop, and that was completely my fault. Like, I should have thought, and I thought, I realized during the tournament, like, Winthrop is not a very big team. Like, I just was rooting a little too hard for that, and I let my heart overtake that bet. Shouldn't have happened. Like, look, okay, having them beat Villanova, a lot of people did that. I don't think that's such a big deal. But as you said, taking them farther than that, that was a huge mistake. I had them going all the way to the Sweet 16. That was not a good call. That was not a good call. No. So, and then the other thing was dealing with Roy Williams. I hate betting on him ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know we both were there we both were there um so you're right just don't overthink it don't overthink it the the, the regional where i did the best uh well actually i think i did yeah no actually i think i would think i'd say it was a west a little bit of my pack 12 bias took put took over but it worked in my favor this time because i was like these teams were good the big one i think was oregon taking down iowa that's like the one you know again i got a lot of stuff wrong but that was i was proud of that one i really felt good about it and then usc i picked them to beat kansas because bill self i mean they were a hot mess i was just not gonna take them so that's like a good exception to make there but but still like even if you didn't do that and you just kept maintained your your chalk throughout all these regionals you seriously would be much better off you would because then it prevents you putting all your eggs in one basket, Illinois, and then losing out on that. It's just a mess. So, whatever. But I mean, even but I mean, even with some chalk this year, it was there was some, you know, Ohio State, Iowa, Virginia, yeah, yeah. Purdue, yeah, Virginia hurt. Virginia hurt me pretty good, actually. Yeah. As much as, Purdue, as much as I'm looking at Purdue hurting me, Virginia hurt me pretty good. How far did you have them going? Uh, to the Elite Eight. Oh, okay, okay. I think I did. I think I had them in a Sweet 16, which I told you I didn't even like it. I'm like, this is not going to – they're not going to make it. Like, I just did it. I just did it because I was just thinking, well, but who would take them? So I'm just, just going to do it. Yeah, I, had, I had Gonzaga versus Virginia and USC versus Iowa. Yeah, okay, okay. Which, you know, you can't kill you for that. I mean, Iowa had a tremendous offense all year. You know, who would have guessed Oregon scoring 95 points either? It's like, it's not really a typical outcome. So, no. that's all right. And then I bought into Duarte too much and everybody in the buzz around that. And I think it happens. Um, so, we're ready for another Final Four. It looks like it'll be on a normal schedule, which is um, the first. Everything else up to this point had been on a slightly modified schedule, like a day later, kind of pushing things into the next week. But this will be on normal time. We'll be have two games on Saturday at their usual times, and Monday night we'll have the final. We talked about those games. Any other thoughts before we close it up tonight? Nope. Just uh, enjoy and good luck to everyone's picks. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to bet the spreads i have no idea i think this will be very very interesting saturday i guess that's my i'm taking, I'm taking both favorites are oh, you taking the favorites I, I don't even think i'm going to see the games interesting i would would a would a parlay of both money's money money lines be reasonable let me see what that is well, well gonzaga has got to be Right, so the Gonzaga end of it is like that's automatic. It's just a matter of whether Baylor can finish their game. So yeah, but what, but what are you getting out of it? What's it? What's it returning? <gasps> oh, that was a hell of a question, <laughs> Chris. Because number because the Gonzaga number is like minus twelve hundred. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's no good. That's no good. Okay, so for scrap that's that idea. Not even worth it. No. No, it's not. I, the best you could do is maybe do Gonzaga minus, you know, giving fourteen, and then parlay it with Baylor money line. Like hopefully that go. would work, right? Yeah. So you could do yeah. that. Yeah, that has a real, has a chance, and maybe that'll work. 
to me, ultimately, I'm just not going to touch it. Like, I don't, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I just, I do think that both favors should cover fairly easily, though. To be honest, like, I really do. You don't, you don't want to get too lovey-dovey with like the the underdogs here. These are just superior teams, period. So I, I just don't. I know I've mushed things before, but that that would, first of all, I'm not even the first one to say that. And number two. No. This is a clear degree of separation. If I was going to mush Gonzaga, I'd have done it by now. You know what I mean? Like, I, this would have happened by now. Like, they would have lost earlier. <laughs> I think they're overcoming that. So, I think they're good. I mean, we, we, unfortunately, we will never get to see what the true test of the mush would have been. And that would have been last year. Oh, yeah. Dayton. That sucks. I really wanted to see how far they'd go. I really did. I was ready for them to lose in the... <laughs> the second round and they probably would have made the final four they would have gotten in the championship game two you were ready for them to lose against the shitball state i don't know you're right i was ready i was absolutely ready i was thinking eh, maybe they'll lose their tournament too like <laughs> they wouldn't even win the the a10 like i didn't think they were gonna win that so uh we'll never know now that sucks i really i mean seriously because we knew that was like a rare team, and we did not expect them to be that good again the next year. And honestly, they weren't close. Well, it was one great one. They had a few good players, but one great one and none. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real shame. That's a real shame. It's a shame, it's a shame we didn't get to see what Gonzaga could have done last year. They could have. We had high hopes for them, too. Yeah. That's true. So those teams are going to go in the what might have been category next to the 1994 Montreal Expos. <laughs> that's I never thought of that. That's Yeah. That's a very good. And they so and they mortgaged like the rest of their existence for that too, didn't they? They sure did. I mean, you don't get to the ins and outs of that season. Like they were all or nothing and and the all was working really well. They were just crushing Major League Baseball until that strike. They had the best record in the league. They had the best record yeah. in both leagues, I think. They was really good. It was a really good team. And it, I, I feel bad about that. I'm like, damn. Their fans were really getting into it, too. If you ever saw the documentary like about about that team, just so good. Just is, such an interesting team. Is, is there one? I'd be interested. It's on MLB Network. It shows up once in a while. It's really oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. See, you'll see. That yeah. Was, uh... I was, you know, born in 87. That was just the fringes of me being, like, yeah. conscious. And even if, even if I was sports conscious, I literally wouldn't have understood as much. Yeah. Obviously, now. I was in a different place in 1994. I was, not in, I was not a sports fan at that point in my life. And my dad, I don't think, was watching that season because he was so pissed off about the strike, if you recall. So I don't remember anything about the Expos that year. I never knew that they were even good, like, I was like, I read about it later. I'm like, oh my gosh, this team. Right. Because by the time, I guess, if we started really paying attention, say in the later 90s, mm -hmm. they were dead. They stunk out, they stunk out loud. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't draw flies at the stadium. And you see pictures of like what their games were like in 94. They were people there. It was like, wow. This is such a. All right. Well, I remember like, I remember like Henry Rodriguez would hit a home run out there into the seats and. Whoever was Eisen or whoever was doing the doing the highlight on Sports Center, and plenty of good seats are still available. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. 
back in the late 90s, yeah. Yeah. That was... Ah, uh, yeah. They did, the fans did get jobbed in that scenario. That's probably one of many reasons why. They ne- and they never, they never came back. No, no. And they had no reason to. You know, that that's that's not fair. Like, and, and this is kind of like one in like many chap, many little puzzle pieces of why baseball just took a nosedive in terms of relevancy. You know, that strike killed it for a lot of people, and it's just a bum. It's just too bad. And you know, I I don't know if I can say that they've learned a little bit from that moment. I'm not sure. I mean, certainly in 2002, they almost had another strike like that, and they avoided it. So that certainly helped, but... Vid, Vid, last season almost didn't happen. Yeah, fair Look point. The state of the labor relations in that sport. It's... Fair <laughs> I'm not point. Sure they've learned a big, I'm not sure they've learned a damn thing. No, no. You're right, and they have even, like, I don't know, the word isn't less to lose. I'm just saying, like, they already have been taken down so much in terms of, like, what they... What? Where are they? Look at some of the money these guys are making. There's stuff to lose. Sure, <laughs> money, right? Like they can make money, okay. But where is the money coming from, principally? Like local television. So, but what are they doing nationally? What are their? Look at their playoff postseason ratings. They're not. They were better last year, mm-hmm. though. To be fair, I guess. But uh, I'm just gonna should, should I go full on Mike here? Baseball is a local and regional sport. Yeah, <laughs> but it used to sport. not be so regionalized. Right. It used true. to be a you know like you used to have more of a sense of what was going on around the league in even the early '90s and or before. I know that was before your time, but you know, I remember a little of that. Uh, yeah. That's just, but you know, but on the expo, that's just too bad. Like, I, I really want, it would have been great to see what that, there are teams like that, you know, like the, how about like people in the 1980 Olympics that didn't happen for the USA? Think about like what could have happened to certain like runners and swimmers and archery players and things. Oh yeah. That's gotta be a big disappointment. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And that's just like a future show. Like we could do that. Like, Teams that never had their chance. So, um, okay. Anyway, yeah, I've gone too long on that. But it's a good show. We have to do some brainstorming on who would, who and what would qualify for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it has to be like affected by a work stoppage of some sort or some kind of a boycott, right? So that would be some, the out, some outside. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Yeah. For example, wasn't there like a season? Not maybe there wasn't. There wasn't there a World Series that was canceled due to the World War Two or something or World War One? No, no. I think they played them all. Oh, you think they played them? There okay. were a lot of replacement players in the league in, in those years. For, okay, uh, okay. So maybe not that. For well, World War World well, War Two. What they about had a, they had a one armed guy playing for the St. Louis? <laughs> so we had replacements in those days. Okay, I didn't know about that. Um, oh, oh yeah, people. Oh yeah, guys who. Uh, Weren't fit for military service. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there there was a guy with with one one arm or one hand. He played outfield for the uh, for St. Louis Browns. Fascinating. Bat, batted like two forty four or something like that. Wow, that's a trip. So here's a good example. How about any NHL team that might have been good enough to, but they didn't play any of the seasons. So that's why it's hard to evaluate this, but the 2005 NHL season that didn't get played at all. Remember that? Yep. 
Now, whoever was pretty good the year before, Tampa Bay is the easiest example because they won the title. But how about the Calgary Flames who lost to them in this cup final in 2004? Like, would they have been able to go back? I don't know, you know? Um, some team from the NHL probably had their had like there could have been a, they could have been a great team. It's hard. It's harder to do it when there's no season played. When there's like part of a season played, then you get a real feel for it. But here, what it's about little... when? What about when the NBA had their lockout in? Uh, what, in but they came on. back. That's what's they came true. Back, yeah. You know, like they came back and they played it's the finals. Enough. Right. right, unless somebody, my thing would be was was somebody like really on fire before that, and then fell off the cliff after that. Uh, well, it's, that's would, an interesting call, cause, but they never really occurred mid season. Like it would just basically be before the season, like the first one that not, I remember. Well, well, not uh, not like nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Oh, baseball. Yeah. Oh, but, but, here's what my dad will give you this one every day. Cincinnati Reds, 81 Reds. They got hosed. That that team should have been in a World Series. That's ridiculous. Like, Of course, I thought they did that in a way that I thought, I mean, maybe the fairest way possible. They kind of made it like a split season. The division It's interesting the, because the they, but they had a better record across both seasons. So uh-huh. if you had a good record at the beginning of the like at the end of when they did the strike, so the first half of the season, they didn't know that then. They didn't know they were only going to play half the season and then go on strike. Right. So teams that already had that had uh, you know the division lead, they could just rest all their players for the second half of the season, knowing that oh we're going to get in anyway, so who cares about the second half? Right, and we're gonna and we're gonna have to no matter how good we do in the next half, we're gonna have to win that divisional. Yeah, I didn't. Which was really the first divisional series. Correct, first ever division series. Yeah, and so that that I think was very flawed. Was that the the Rick Monday home run? Yeah, but that, I think that was the that was after the the Dodgers played the, the Astros in the division series. Then they went to a league championship series. The reason why it's confusing is because the league championship series was only best of five at that point in time. So they actually played. I don't know if the division series is best of three, which is kind of like what the wild card is today. Actually, interesting. I think it was. Yeah. So they did but, that. That that had to have been about the time where they went to seven games for the league championship they, series. I well they didn't that year. So they probably just did a best of three for the division series. Maybe it was best of five, so they just played two of them. It's possible. I think that might be possible. The year they went to a seven game league championship series was nineteen eighty five. That was the first okay. year they did. I thought so. it was a little thing. But of course the the LCSs were only there from what was the first year of that? 80, uh, 69. 69 was the first. So that was the first year of division play. And that's obviously a memorable year. The Miracle Mets won the whole thing that year. Happy Mets fans. Happy Mets fans. Yeah, yeah. Cup fans very angry about that season. Uh, they will never live that down. And maybe they live it down a little bit now because they won a title, but they didn't back then. No, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't be too sympathetic either. But no, yeah, 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 that's a <laughs> uh, what, 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 what
the next 30 years of stinking on, on that because you got jobbed once when you were decent. No. Like this it, is what, has, what, what... Like that impacted your next 30 years. Of exactly. And, and you see, the more you stick to moments like that, the less you can overcome them. Yes. And yep. the cup fan base is the absolute worst at that. The, the Bartman thing, which honestly... It probably had a minor impact in terms of actual baseball, but they just made such a big deal out of it. And then the players, Alex Gonzalez, not letting a routine ground ball go through his legs. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it was you. It's not. It really wasn't that big a deal. And then bleeping like Moises Bill, at Lou. It's, like Buck, it's like Bill Buckner in '86 gets all the blame for that. When no, it was no, no. Game, game was already tied at that point. It was a. A bigger disaster of an inning you won't find. Yeah. Walks, wild pitches. The game was tied. Yeah, the game was tied by then. Just you, the whole thing was a dumpster fire. It was an utter collapse. Yeah. And he, but he was on the wrong end of a bad highlight. Yeah, exactly. He got so much shit for that. That was completely undeserved. So unfair. He had a great career. Bill Buckner oh, was yeah. one of the great first basemen to play the game. Had a nice number of years with the Dodgers, and then we talked about the Red Sox here. Well, he, he played forever. He, yeah. he played over twenty years. He played over two thousand games, and he, like struck out like thirty times total, like the whole twelve. How right. the whole time? He, he was a very good contact hitter. He didn't. He, he didn't exactly put the ball uh, over, the, over fence, the fence, right? Like that, but uh, usually a good average and just a solid, solid player. And then in the twilight of his career that has to happen you know? <laughs> just such it's such a bad rap why would he be the fall guy for that you're right so many things went wrong in that half inning they, they had a i think they had a that pitching was like, the, that was like the original bullpenning <laughs> yeah you're right because i'm just gonna say like they made a bull they paid a pitching change in the middle of that didn't they like it just they so oh that was a one that was a disaster oh never about that walking guys <laughs> yeah then, then you throw a wild pitch and let the tying run score. So many things went wrong. And Mookie, and Mookie Wilson will say after that, it's like, okay, no pressure now. Exactly, yeah. No matter what I do, the game's going to go on. Yeah. If I don't end it. Yeah, that's completely it. It's like the the damage was almost practically done by the point that they got to the ground ball to Bill Buckner. It just was the punctuation but so much had been destroyed leading up to that point anyway. It's just not like Bill Buckner was not the reason they lost. You want to know who was the reason for a loss? Uh, who was it? Was it Elvis Andrews or was it whoever the other outfielder was in 2011 for Texas? But he dropped the ball, a catchable ball. It was the final out, basically, against St. Louis. Game six, basically you catch it, you clinch the you clinch the whole World Series. Let me look up who that was. But the, the, you know that that was a more direct impact on like clin- winning a World Series and losing a World Series to me. Like that's I mean, you could, I mean, you could probably look that up now because they have all the they have all that with all the metrics and whatnot. Now they have the, don't they have all that like what per, how important? Oh, like the like, percentage like. Yeah, the win, win percentage. probability and so on. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure if yeah, I wouldn't actually know that. 
But I can tell you who made the drop, and I'm gonna look at. I'm about to look this up now. Uh, it was. Okay. No, oh, excuse me. Um. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I'm trying to figure out where the heck this happened. Um, Elvis Andrew single da da da. Cheerio. Feldman. Feldman taking over. Intentional walk. One strike away. Yeah, there we go. Uh, do, do, do. No, 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 no. This is earlier. Oh, come on. I'm going to be here on the air not figuring this out. <laughs> come on. We got to figure this out. This is this back to back singles. Yada, yada, yada. Ba, ba, ba. Right hander's coming up. Freeze. <laughs> freeze. Well, we know about freeze. I mean, that was the ending of it. I mean, freeze. I mean, that was the. The moment, so to speak, you know. Uh, Thanks for playing, St. Louis. Yeah, but I remember that too well, certainly. Oh come on! How could we not know what this was? I saw that. I remember it like it was yesterday. I just don't know what the name of the guy was. Oh, really? It's horrible! I can't remember this. Horrible talk. Horrible scenario. Twelve and a twelve and a half point spread. Wait for what? For for the Nets over the Rockets, twelve and a half. I think I have that at. Did you cover uh, that? So, no, no, no. You couldn't One have because they were trailing the whole game <laughs> until the end. But the the final score is one twenty to one hundred eight. What? You pushed? No, I think I think I lost by half a point. Ah, uh, but that's a lot closer than. But you know what though. That was just a poor performance by the Nets. They won, but not not to. They should have won that much more easily. That that's rough. First of all, I understand that is rough. Um, I got to give them credit for getting in the mix because they. I told you they were down a bunch of points in in the second, in the second quarter. Um, oh, okay, Nelson Cruz. Holy shit! I totally remember. That's right. The one of the great hitters to this day, Nelson Cruz. That's the guy that did it. That's right. Nelson Cruz is the one who let the ball go over his head. It looked like a very catchable ball. Yeah, I remember that. It's hard not to forget something like that. Just the only thing I forgot was the name, but I totally remember the moment. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. The Nets, really, that was that was bad. I I thought they were going to lose the game. I really did. I, I, I guess good job out of them winning the game, but they chopped you by half a point. Oh. I think so. I'll yeah. have to go look at the ticket. That's a tough spot. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely is a tough spot. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> um, so what might have been? I guess that's one of them. The Rangers actually went to the World Series the next year, too, but they lost to the Giants that year. Fun fact. No, no, was it? No, no, I had the backwards. They went to the World Series against the Giants the year before. This is the second year they went there. Um Kind of lost in time. This is what happens when you don't win a World Series. Like you go to two World Series and fewer people will remember you because you didn't win it. But they went to two. It's a pretty good spot. Yeah. Um. Guess I'll just ask you for some others. I'm, I'm just trying to remember because we were talking about the win probability there, and I. Oh okay. Trying to come up with the guy who I. How's and the rest was, of your NBA doing tonight? Is that going? Is that going okay? 
Well, no. Uh, anyway, it just there was a picture, and I'm trying to. And he came up in so many different like big spots, and it was kind of like a deal where. He was trusted in so many big spots, and he didn't come through. Was it like for Scott... the Braves in like '91? Wait, what year? Mark like Wallers? No, 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 hmm. no. Mark Wallers was pretty good, and then got destroyed off of one, one scenario. Okay, this is a guy who was constantly put in. And never mind. I'll, I'll have to figure it was out it, later. But you he... said '91, though, right? So this is for Atlanta, right, yeah. I guess. When the Atlanta yeah. guys. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That is a good question. I wasn't thinking Terry Mulholland, okay. but that was... I don't remember a lot about him back then. No, no I don't think so. Yeah, that was that was probably too long ago to be Terry Mulholland. Um, well, I guess we'll find out later. Okay, so, uh, Chris, final thoughts as far as the March Madness. Uh, I think we're heading towards the, the matchup that we were thinking of getting. The whole year, yep. which and I'm down to see it because right now they're proving themselves to be the best two teams. And isn't that what we isn't that what we want at the end yeah. of this? Yeah, in the, the end of the day, teams? I think this is validation for who teams that we thought were great all year long, and I'm happy to see that. I really, I think it's it's good that we're here. You know, I would have hated to see Gonzaga lose early, so they didn't, and now I'm actually hoping they finish the deal too. I think, look, there are people who don't like them. Fine. But you, you cannot deny how good this team is. It's a great team. Yeah. I, I think who I was thinking of was Charlie Lee Brandt. Ah, wow. He gave up the home run to Pocket. Ah, um, yeah. Six there in, in relief. But it was just somebody only or somebody wrote back when we weren't playing baseball at the beginning of last season. They were just a bunch of – and it was just – it was something like how many big leverage situations he was put in. Because the managers trust him because he was solid, and like that's so he funny. failed it's in so a bunch funny. of them, and it's just like kind of shitty for him. You know what I mean? Cause oh sure, he had sure. A good and, I mean, would you failed. put Young Young Kim in that scenario? Like, would that be a category for him too? Because he was very know, good it. that year. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. But the yeah. but the point the point of the piece was, or the point of that part of the piece was. You know, the whole reason that the tragedy of it is that this guy lost in so many of those big situations because he was good enough where he was put into so many of those situations. Oh, I see what you mean. So it's kind of like saying, well, the Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls, but they made four Super Bowls. Right. So they're so good. It's hard to make one Super Bowl. The Lions have never made a Super Bowl. So to make four of them in (laughs) a USC <laughs> so you could be worse, I guess is my point. <sighs> I don't think they're making one anytime soon. No, it's probably going to be another 75 years before they make the next one. We might not see it. <laughs> we might not see it. If they have that, I mean, with the coaches <laughs> like that guy they got now, I don't think so. It's going to be a while. Oh, man, I, I'm already looking forward to what they do with him in Gridiron Heights. Oh, really God, so much comic potential with that they, they are, they've already had a one or two little jabs with him in it. 
the fake. Oh, yeah. oh he's going to get. He's just going to get. Oh, he's going to get roasted. Either you, either you eat dinner or you become dinner. <laughs> it's sad. It's crazy because like it doesn't even sound that far off from something he actually would say. Right. Right. That's totally believable. Totally believable. Just more of that next year. It's going to be great. <laughs> Gridiron Heart season, whatever. It's going to be awesome. We, we, we got the. We, we did get the uh, next. Uh, the next Wolves under. Oh, that's we a good call. The, that's a good call. We got, we got the Thunder with the points. In fact, they won outright by 10, so. Yeah. I like that call, too, actually. Even though it's two bad teams, but if it's two bad teams and one of them's giving eight, it's like, what? At home. Yeah, right? Like, it's like. And, with, a be- and, with a better record. <laughs> yeah, and the Thunder have been get, playing a lot of close games anyway. I think that's a, that's a tremendous call. That's a great call. Hold on, I got I got a parlay in there too. Blazers, they're in. Mm-hmm. Suns, that's still that's at halftime. Looking Who's good. Yeah, Who's I got the, the Suns as well. Oh, the Jazz. Even though they didn't cover, which doesn't make me happy, they still won the game. So that parlay should be good. If, yeah. Uh, well, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't do them with the, the point spread. I'm like, I'm just putting in with the. Well, I'm just putting the money line because I I think Memphis is decent enough. I put, for... put my. Push my luck too hard on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Because I, I did like Memphis a little bit, so I'm like, oh, no, I'll give them oh. the Jazz just, just to win. That's good enough. And so we did Oh, that. oh and I did have, and in good NHL news, I did have the Abs Coyotes over in the first period. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It, it, it's 5-2 Colorado with six minutes to go in the second. <laughs> yeah, it was only five and a half. You're right. That's 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 pretty nice. That's pretty nice. And, and, all, and all those goals were scored in the first. I think we scored seven. <laughs> that's correct. Three. They haven't scored at all in the second period, and you still won. That's so funny. You won it all in one period. I've happened that, that's happened before to me. I think that happened with a Toronto game. I think that just the whole thing was covered in one period. So good. Well, maybe it's okay that, that, Philly, that Philly got run because yeah. – uh, because the Kings are now up two. Oh. And the Knights. I did not trust I did not trust the King game because they just got they got they got they lost as bad as you could possibly lose a game to anybody the the previous meeting with the Knights. So I treated it like a playoff series. Well, they'll probably come back a little better, they'll just do things. So I'm not touching that one. So uh the Knights should always beat them, but right. But this is just, it was hard for me to make a play on that because I'm like, but they just got, they just lost by so many goals. Like, it was just like, it was a tough spot for, for me to select. I, I don't blame you for taking the taking Vegas, but, uh, and it's not over either, by the way. It's barely like the first period. It's not like they're going to win. Like, we don't know that yet. It's only the first period. So much hockey left. I've seen it before. I think the, I think the Golden Knights beat Anaheim one time. They were down two and they won. I too, like they won the game. I think it went yeah. overtime actually, but so I don't, I don't think you ruled that one out yet. Um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So history tonight aver- averted by the Buffalo Sabers. We'll close with this. <laughs> Eighteen straight losses for them. One of a one or two of them were in overtime. They finally won a game tonight against the Flyers, and I figured after that close call with them in their last meeting. It was fitting in a way. I know that we were on different sides of this one. I had Buffalo plus one and a half, the goal spread. You had the Flyers. And again, that's not a bad bet. It's just that the Flyers played as horribly as you could. They replaced their goaltender midway through the game. I mean, they played bad hockey. Like, you're not going to win 
putting up that kind of performance against anybody. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could have put the wild in there. That's still tied. I, I don't know. In eh, any case, it's all good. It's all good. Besides I, the good thing about this is that the next Sabre game. Oh yeah. Just pound the other team. Like take the goal line too. Like I'm serious. Like that, they may not do that again for like another, another month. Like another month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you'll be good the next, next time around for sure. Um, yeah. So, so overall, you're doing okay, like with the the entire card. I think so. Okay. I have to. Good to know. Go a little closer when we sign off here. Yeah. Very good. Well, Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks again. Enjoy the final four. Yep. You too. Thanks. I'll see you later. Take care. All right. All right, Chris. That's Chris in Syracuse. That's our program tonight. We hope you've enjoyed it, everybody. I am Dave Medina. We really have appreciated all your all of your audience ship watching our and listening to our tournament coverage. We we really enjoyed covering this tournament. Certainly a lot of ups and downs, maybe some downs recently because of the blowouts, but we had some ups too because of some of these pretty remarkable upsets. We'll see if the, the Final Four brings more of that or not. So more to come certainly i'm dave medina again you can catch us on twitter at ditcow on the web at ditcow.com or you can find us on apple Podcasts if you are subscribed to us now by looking for dave in the city out west hope you have a wonderful rest of your week enjoy the final four and all the sports and opening day too we'll see you next time